Today is Tuesday, August the 31st, 2021, and you're listening to A Minute with Pastor Mark. Well, we have made it to the last day of the month of August, and we are still in Ephesians. We're in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 has 32 verses in it. Now, what he's done in the first part of this book is dealt a lot with the theology of Jesus, who he is, what he came for, and really last chapter he was emphasizing how that Jesus came not only to save the Jew but also the Gentile, and Paul was this missionary to the Gentiles, and so the church realistically should be this body of people that are from all different kinds of backgrounds. So one of the things that the church should look unique about is that it is both Jew and Gentile. It is both light skin and dark skin. It, it is people fr- from uh, different regions of the world. But what brings us together is Jesus and what he has done for us. Now, Paul understands that if you bring all these different people together and you, and you unify them under Christ, there's still going to be challenges. And there just is. It doesn't matter how much you know people love Jesus. There's still issues in churches with unity. In fact, it's a huge issue with a lot of churches. You know that that they are not unified, and that there's a lot of in-house fighting, and there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that's really not good and not a good representation to the rest of the world. Because Jesus said this. Jesus said that. The way that you're going to know my, that the way that the world is going to know that you are my disciples is by your love one for the other. So Paul picks up on that theme here when he talks about unity. And that's really what he begins the chapter with is speaking about unity when he says that we should, in verse three, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. So he he gets into some ways in this chapter about how we can stay unified. And there's a system that God has set, set up to kind of keep us together, keep us unified. There's just so much in this chapter that I just don't have time to get into all of it. So I just want to focus on what he says at the end of this chapter. And he really emphasizes that if we're going to stay together, there's got to be several things that are key to how we live our lives. One is that we need to watch our mouths and how we speak to one another. He talks about that in verse 25 when he says, therefore put a put away lying. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Then he also says in verse 29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. So if we're going to be unified, one of the things we got to do is we got to watch what comes out of our mouth. We got to make sure we're speaking the truth 
And when we are speaking the truth, we got to make sure that we're doing it in love and that we're doing it for the purpose of edification and helping other people, not just to get stuff off our chest. So that's one of the first things he talks about. 26, he says, another thing that's important for us to keep unity, and that is that we must not, we must make sure that we, as it says in verse 26, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath and nor give place to the devil. So one of the other things that we got to do to keep unity is we got to make sure that we settle our differences with each other. Because believe it or not, people are going to make you mad and they're going to do stuff that's going to frustrate you even in the body of Christ. And so it's important that that we we get together, we talk about it. We don't we don't let these issues divide us. We don't let small things become big things that lead to division. So if somebody does something that frustrates you or angers you, you need to have a conversation with them and work it out. And don't wait days to do this. Don't wait weeks to do this because the longer you wait to settle the differences, the more difficult it's going to be to make things right. And then he just says at the end, and this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, verse 32, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Look, if we're going to stay unified as a body of believers, one of the most important things that we have to do is we got to forgive each other because people are going to hurt us. I'm going to hurt you either intentionally or I hope more often than not unintentionally. And so it's important that we offer each other forgiveness, that we give each other the benefit of the doubt. And when we we are legitimately hurt, that we do offer forgiveness. And when you want to hold a grudge and when you want to be resentful towards somebody, don't forget how much Jesus forgave you. And that's really what he's trying to emphasize here. So how's the world going to know that where you that that Christianity is unique and special? It's because we have a love for each other. And we got to understand that we have an enemy that wants to divide us. But we have a savior in Jesus who brings us together. Let let's not let things like our out of control mouths and and holding grudges and refusing to forgive cause division and hurt the body of Christ. Lord, thank you for your word and thank you for what we can learn in Ephesians chapter 4. Now give us the power to go out and live it. I pray for somebody who's listening to this podcast who has who has ought, who has an issue with somebody that they would go and settle this because it's hurting the body of Christ when there's two people in the body that are at odds with one another. So help us to follow your word, we pray. In your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. Have a great Tuesday. I'll talk to you tomorrow.